Good afternoon. My name is Dale Marshall, and I want to welcome you to the Twisted Roots podcast. On my right, we have Natasha Marshall, Kimberly Case, Abigail Walcott, Davina Richardson. So thank you for joining us. The topic today is it's kind of twofold. We're going to talk about um, social media, technology, um, Black consumer consumerism. Consumer? Consumer. I can't get that word out. Consumerism. Yeah. Black dollars. Black dollars. So who can tell me how long does the black dollar stay within our com- community? Do you know? It's like an hour. And that's like yeah. an hour. It's, it's very it's short. Yeah, yeah, it is less than a day. And who 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 has the highest? Is it Asians? Asians. Like I thought it was I thought the, it was like Jewish people. Oh, I thought it was no. I thought it was Asian. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Somebody. Girl, who's arguing? Okay. She. Our, um. Miss Walcott is going to find that for us. And I looked it up the other day, but for some reason, it escapes. It escapes me. Yeah. It was like thirteen days. Yeah. I thought it. it a long time. It might be the Jewish. I thought it was Asian. It, it's a toss up. It's, Whatever. it's definitely a toss up. The ones, the ones that own businesses, do they assimilate? Where do they live? Because I don't see them. <laughs> they had the carry out 24 7. Right. And at the nail salon 24 7. And but where they own the carry out ain't where they, they live. Like they 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 they're across the bridge in Virginia somewhere. Right. That's true. They don't. Well, know. now I, I will say. Do you see any in your neighborhood? Other than them working? No, no. I do see some in my neighborhood. I will say that I was going to say I, I am a little different in that regard because AJ actually went to school. So the black dollar the... is six hours. Okay, so six yeah. hours. Okay. And not, an hour, not as bad as we thought. They're working on the other one. It should have been, if you found the right article, all of them would have been, been in there. Been yeah, the yeah. So while Abigail is looking looking that up, we just watched a little blurb on um, Social Dilemma. Tristan Harris, shout out to Tristan Harris. I actually watched the documentary months ago okay. and and um, I just found it really interesting. And they were just talking about if the people that they were interviewing were all like former presidents and former CEOs, CEOs of the, those big, huge conglomerates, those big social media companies, Facebook, Instagram, Google. And I just love the fact that they were being so transparent about what's really going on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. where, you know, they were talking about how Google, you know, it's not just a search box, you know, like where you find information. It's like your information is being recorded. It's being tracked and it's being used to pull you back in. So they send like, you'll get emails. Like if you, everybody here, you've done a search Next thing you know, all a bunch of ads are popping up, right? Relative to that, search. relative, right? Mm-hmm. And also emails. You'll start getting emails from different places. Yes. Um, and the thing about it is, they just—it's all about money. It's all about money. I don't know how we can heal as human beings, or a nation, or anything, if all we're going to do is focus on greed and materialistic things and superficial things. I'm not saying that we can't have anything or shouldn't. I'm not saying that we shouldn't buy anything and we shouldn't like anything. And and I know to some extent these things, I guess, make us feel good, you mm-hmm. know? So that's great. However, it's 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 gotten out of control. And we've also, we've created, we're creating monsters out of the, the next couple of generations, to be honest, because that's all they're focused on. Mm-hmm. You know, with their with the uh, influencers and buy this and use this and look what I've got and and again like it existed when I was young. Like if you wore these jeans, everyone will love you. You have the best figure. You'll be you know the the bee's knees. Okay, I got your information. 
Magadala. Sorry, I hate to tell it to you. So it's, it, I am looking at the Black Youth Project website or uh, article they, they wrote. And it says, um, uh, so the dollar circulates in the African-American community, community for um, six hours. It mm-hmm. stays in the Asian community for a month. Mm-hmm. It stays in the Jewish community exactly 20 days and 17 days in the white community. So the Asians. Is so it was the Asians. So we were okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was also recommending, and I'm just perusing through it really quickly, but it's also recommending that we read a book called uh, Financial Juneteenth. I'm probably going to look that up because I, mm-hmm. I think that would be relevant for us to know because you mentioned, Kimberly, when you were talking about um, uh, some books that you were reading and, and you were recommending. And I think that part of us, you know, quote unquote, from a grassroots perspective, talking about trying to dismantle certain myths and uh, dispelling certain the roots of certain misinformation we have to start really educating ourselves and mm-hmm. money is the greatest predictor of power and unfortunately like i said and i know you all disagree but i just think that the way we were acclimated to understand and appreciate money is so different which is why you can go to rental properties and see so many expensive cars in certain communities you got expensive cars but you got section eight you got deplorable housing situations because your relationship with money is so skewed mm-hmm. you're taught to spend it if you got it mm-hmm. and see my son I, I, that, you're also taught that when you get money you have to flaunt it and show off right so and that's why rich people don't look rich exactly when the black community when they get money they got to show that they have money yeah because that's the ego the car they got to buy the big house they got to buy the things Whereas, you know, the, the white community, their money's in their bank. Yeah, pretty much. You know, yeah. their statement shows how much money they got. Yeah. And they're well, walking around looking like, you know. Who I, shot John? I don't think that's honestly the truth. Honestly. I said because yeah. white people do it too. That's where we got it from. Yeah. And that's yeah. why we try to keep up with the Joneses. Exactly. Because we, what see, them Joneses them. we see them doing it, and we want to be on that same, yes. that same level. Yep. We ain't on nothing about driving no Audis. We don't know nothing about driving all that stuff. We see them and we want to attain the same success. But the difference is access. Right. And they are in the stock market. And that's why when it crashes, they kill themselves and their whole family (laughs) because everything they owned and everything they had is now tied up in the stock is gone. Whereas we're doing it, working three and four jobs and can't take care of our children in our homes because we're so busy working to maintain this car, this truck, this, this, and that, and the other. And the miles that we keep trying to add to it. A lot of Caucasian people live on credit. Mm. Because they can get the credit. Yeah. (laughs) And and at lower rates. And at lower rates. Right. And then they (laughs) they do things, and I will go back to what I've personally heard and witnessed, my co-worker's daughter ran up her credit card and she calls the credit card company and classifies it as fraud when it was her own daughter wow. and they let her get away with it mm-hmm. but she did it one too many times and then like the third or fourth time they, they was cool. like nah 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 but this is what they do well we don't do that we just don't pay the bill and get bad credit Right. Or some of us well, try to pay. pay. Some of us try to pay. And some not, of us are paying. We're paying. Some of us are paying. Many of us are paying. You mentioned earlier about um, bankruptcy when we were talking about Trump. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of white people, they were able to file for bankruptcy and maintain their home, their cars, and they keep it moving and they just don't do anything for, what is it, seven years right. or something? Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's, that's how I learned about a chapter seven. Mm-hmm. My first job when I graduated from college was Fleet Financial. Okay. So I'm 
at my desk, like, Jack, when I get paid, I got to pay this. I got to mm-hmm. pay this. I got to pay this, 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 and this, you know, typical mm-hmm. debt coming out of college, credit card bills, mm-hmm. car payments, this, that, and the mm-hmm. other. My coworker said to me, why do you want to do that? Why are you going to spend your whole check paying bills? They don't pay their bills. They and don't. guess what homegirl told me? You can go get an attorney. I think at the time it was $250. And of course that $250 was less than what my monthly bills were. Oh, right. And you don't have to pay those bills and you can get to keep your brand new car you just bought and this, that, and the other. And I did it. Hmm. And guess I learned that from my coworker. I didn't learn that from going to the HBCU. And you, I learned that and from working the, in White America. What was the process? And you weren't going to learn that at your co-worker. You had to do what? Two hundred and fifty dollars. Went and got me a bankruptcy attorney and filed bankruptcy. Well, they changed those rules now. No, yeah. no, no. Hold on. They ain't changing that. Good. Hold on. I'm about to tell you to finish the story. So, and did it. Six months later, I was able to get credit again. Hmm. Okay. So that was me. I was when I graduated from college, I was 21. I got married at 26, bought a house at 27. Got the got went through a divorce. Uh-huh. So because my ex-husband didn't want to be responsible for the bills that we accumulated together, he filed a chapter 13. So once he filed the chapter 13, that left everybody coming to me now. Yes, ma'am. Because mm-hmm. I'm co-owner, co-borrower yes, on that money. That's yes, right. So now I'm just like, well, whoa, well, wait a minute. Guess what my, I was allowed to do? Follow chapter again. 13. Chapter 7. Oh, another chapter. Again. <laughs> so he writes the attorney, my attorney, and tells them, oh, well, she filed bankruptcy back in da 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 So my attorney calls me up and he was like, wow, your ex is really out to get you. And he was like, it doesn't matter anyway because after a certain amount of years, You're it's following. gone. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it I works. walked away from my marriage. Guess what? The money I got from selling my house went in my pocket, and every all those debtors went away. Hmm. Here I am today, homeowner again, and have none of those debts. So we just have to be smart, and we have they, to learn. We have to learn, we have to learn the system, and yes. that's why I was able to understand what Donald Trump did. But I also but, said, yeah. uh, but you, what you speak to is very. Uh, 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 relevant to what I see in people when they get to retirement age, how there are a lot of people who don't um, know how to navigate. I see there's a difference between people who have been in the military, retired from the military, and we're talking about brown black people, mm-hmm. and they have had pensions and government subsidies and stipends and retired from the government, and then I'll turn around and see someone who barely graduated high mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at their living situation is different. Mm-hmm. The veteran is living in a double wide trailer with holes mm-hmm. in the floor. Mm-hmm. And this dude who did not graduate mm-hmm. high school worked on some kind of farm, but because the system allowed him to maneuver and manipulate in some kind of way, he has a three level mm-hmm. home with acres. Right. There's a disconnect here. But what I found out is there's a trick they do because he was still eligible for Medicaid too because he put his stuff in a trust. Mm. The trust is not a, is not his asset. Mm-hmm. The house is not his asset. Mm-hmm. It belongs to the trust. So that's what made him eligible for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. I learned that a professor of mine told me that, you know, cause I'm thinking, okay, when I have my kids, I'm gonna set up accounts for them. I'm gonna do this and do that. And they were like, don't do that. Cause then they'll never be able to file for financial aid mm-hmm. because they have an asset. Assets. Mm-hmm. It was like, don't do that. And I learned that very early on. I said, okay, so all my son's stuff is in my name. 
Mm-hmm. So then when it's time for him to go to college or if he needs fire financial aid, he ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. Was it just like grants and not loans, or mm-hmm. is it just right. like did he say anything about the like the education yeah. loan system? Yeah, no, it's like they were just talking about like if you wanted to apply for you know financial assistance like FAFSA and all well, that. Let me tell you what is that about so that? Mm-hmm. That's I'm, I'm and, and I'm talking from experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the, I had to find this out the hard way. They don't want to hear that. It's what you claim on your taxes, correct? Mm-hmm. Because Jaden's on scholarship. Mm-hmm. I did not, no one ever told me his scholarship money was going to be considered an asset. It was taxable income for me. Mm-hmm. I learned that the very yeah. first year when I went to file my taxes wow. and I claimed him, I had yeah. to claim his scholarship. scholarship. Wow. Okay. And the only thing I could not, I could get away from is the room and board. Mm-hmm. I can write that off, but that tuition, mm-hmm. which is usually mm-hmm. a, a, a lot of money. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you know what I did? I was like, oh, y'all wanna, y'all wanna t- I, I sucked it up the first year. The second year, mm-hmm. you're gonna claim yourself, honey. And this mm-hmm. is how we're gonna maneuver this. Yep. So he I could still fill out the FAFSA, mm-hmm. but he can also file his own taxes. Correct. So that money does not Look like bother me, doesn't right. send me in a different tax bracket, nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I filed his taxes. Mm-hmm. Now, because that's basically his only income. He gets mm-hmm. back federal money, yep. but he owes the state. Mm-hmm. But it's enough federal money where I could take it, pay the state, and, and he still has a couple yeah. of dollars. Okay. But that is not, they don't want to hear nothing about a student being independent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to, unless that student has claimed homelessness at some point during their high school career, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They make those kids go through loops. If you was one of those parents who's like, I'm not paying for college, and everybody has to fill out a FAFSA, yes. and they're not taking that you don't have a parent to fill that out. So I want to bring us back to what the topic is, because these are these are things that, again, uh, no one teaches us because mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. before us, they that weren't privy. The they yeah. weren't privy to that information. So it's like, again, technology, information, like why not use social media to do that instead of trying to get my dollars? Because, you know, everything I look up, you just going to keep trying to... Did you hear what that thing said? It also said that, guess what? Misinformation spreads faster than accurate information. So in the same way, and I think he alluded to the, the concept that you learned in economics. Remember when you were in class and they talked about why you don't go to the grocery store hungry? Because they've already set the game up against right. you from the time you walk in right. the door, from the time you walk in the door to the time you get to the register. Right. There's certain things they put in your face. Social media is no different. No. They if they keep certain things in your face. Well, it's subliminal. A lot of it's subliminal. And conditioning. And conditioning. Yeah. And that, I mean, one of the things that they said in the documentary by Tristan Harris, The, the Social Dilemma, was that you're clueless about the algorithm that they have in place and like exactly. the team of engineers that are in place, literally marking everything that you search and every action you do on social media, everything you look at, everything that you click on, and keeping track of that. Like, there, it's deliberate. You know, and, go ahead. You know, that was the monster behind Brexit. Like if mm-hmm. you ever watched the documentary on Brexit, mm-hmm. that's what they did. They used algorithms to get people to vote the way that they wanted them to vote. Right. So, and you know, yeah. So again, um, where are they with that? That whole Brexit thing, you know? I don't I, actually, I, have, I haven't yeah. been following it just because I know like some people are unhappy and some people like, it's just, it's split down the middle because like they said in the, 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 the documentary, mm-hmm. like it's, it depends on where you live and on what you click on mm-hmm. any other time where they kind of tailor 
you know what you search yeah and what the information you receive depends largely on where you are when you're doing this i hate to be goofy but can i tell you because no. i because i have been no. a land administrator and no. thank you uncle sam for training me to play oh these computers for... <laughs> i'm just saying but because i am aware of the algorithm and its impact i will pick random stupid topics and just plug them in mm -hmm. and because if you pay attention everything is linked by your law to reset the to reset Correct. the algorithm and, and so guess yeah. what if from your phone to your tablet to your computer when you log into google mm -hmm. it still keeps track so that's yes. why i will pick even i will google anything you, what a fart in the wind and it, i don't care i'll just put anything and type it in it and but let you don't it go think that, that this team of engineers that work behind the scenes to create social media I mean, like, that's basic maths, isn't it? You've got outliers. You've got deviants, right? right? So, like, you. But not you, even intentionally doing it. Yes, it's still an outlier. Because, be. because when you're intentionally looking for something and you don't get what you want, you're going to go back to it. You're going to create multiple hits. So, you, you've got the random, like, you know, um, what size shoe does Mickey Mouse wear? Right. You know, you've got the odd, you know, what year did we first have slight cheese right you've mm -hmm. got you've got those rather odd searches and then you've got all this stuff that you look at regularly that you really want to know that you're interested in and you know what it just pushes those random things Out. further yes and you yes and push no. them further away from from your your normal area of search yes and no because by main computer i use my google account so whenever they log in it's gonna go at, under my Google account. So whatever they search, it still falls under that same algorithm on an everyday basis. So but again, it's, it's, it's a rando thing that I just do only because of my experience in technology and what have you. That's also why none of my email stuff or anything I put on, on, on the internet never has my full name, never has my full name. That's just one of the things that I've learned. Like if you were to Google me today, it'll tell you I am a doctor in England. They say you're not supposed to Google yourself. I never thought like my actual name. I never thought that that was going to be oh, common. Apparently, and um, some little movie on the show on CW made it popular. Mm -hmm. So, so again, my my biggest concern is that children very early are being exposed to technology and and i don't think i don't i don't demonize technology it, I, I, it, it definitely has its purposes i just feel like we're becoming addicted to it and i just feel like like i think again abigail and i was having a conversation we've had we've had we have lots of conversations and so you have a car now that drives itself and i'm like do we really need a car no. that drive itself at all at, and it's so again like what are you people doing but again i guess is that human nature we're no. always trying to create things comforts. and be I don't know. comforts convenience i don't think so you I know, I, I think creative. Is that advancement, though? Is it's that, not an advancement. How is that advanced? Listen, like that's a loss because then you're going to have people that don't know how to drive. to drive. The same way we now have humans that don't know how to write in cursive. They don't know how to type a letter. They don't know how to use the postal service. Really? They don't know how to use the private library card. You don't know how to write a you letter. You don't know how to do. Why are we? Things. Why are we making those things obsolete? Advancement is being able to do something with 
the lesser amount of the least effort. resources. Exactly. So that's but that's but is that really investment? Why do they get to define that? The convenience. Why is the the convenience is laziness. Just. Listen, hold on. Can I just make this point? No, please. Can I just make this point? Because I think this answers the question. Go ahead. It's the convenience that is driven by the capital. It's that's what's marketed. The convenience of it. Advancement how? Yeah, that's what I want to know. It advances the the market. What it takes. You look Mm. through the Rust Belt, and you look through like uh, factory-led America, right? Dayton, Ohio, Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, right? You look at all these people who are now out of work because it mm, only Detroit. takes two people to make steel and not the 15 people right. that they were trained back, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. You have entire cities. I mean, there, you can walk through blocks of Baltimore and never see another person. They're completely vacated. Okay, and that exists throughout. That exists throughout the Rust Belt. That exists throughout the country, yeah. throughout the Midwest. Like, where they're advancing that company and the people who own those companies are, are gaining wealth, but because of artificial intelligence and technological mm-hmm. advancements and all of these other things, you have scores and scores of families who now don't have employment, who now well, don't have. That's, no, that's they're all now becoming entrepreneurs because everybody wants to be an entrepreneur now. And who's going to pay for it? And that's yes. what I said. And thank you. You if still every, have to have thank consumers you. and consumers, unless we're going back to the freaking bartering system. And hello, I think it works because everyone can participate. But everybody is not going to go back to that, and the Federal Reserve is it's not going to allow it because they can because they cannot they cannot tax it. That. That's correct because they can't tax it. For that. So, I mean, do you understand that like, the FBI is cracking down on places like Zelle and Venmo and Cash App mm-hmm. because they're saying, "Oh, y'all making money out of here, and we're not getting our cut." cut. Yeah, you know. So it's like I don't see how those things are automatic. We we automatically oh, it's so advanced. It's advancement. It's progress. How? Well, no, the, How the you have scores of people that who are now out of work? How? How? How is that advancement when you now have people unable to provide for themselves? Well, are those people out of work because there's no work, or because they choose not to be? I mean, that's work. always that's, the that conversation. But I would, I would wager that the factory closing didn't help. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but the factory <laughs> closes, but Target didn't close. Right, but who, if you don't have your job at the factory, can you pay for stuff at Target? No. And then so there's a job at Target. Target. And they pay $15 an hour. The factory wasn't paying $15. You don't think so? No. No. No, no, no. I don't think so. No. So, that, so if it's not paying that, then why why close it down and send it somewhere else? Because that's still overhead. Because their overhead is. Right, because there's there's things other than salary. There's 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 electricity. It's mm-hmm. it's stuff there's like There's the building that. itself. They have so to then, pay the but, U.S. government. So think about so okay. So that's one way to look at it. Because if you are you know a man with a family of five and Target is not paying medical care and they're not offering certain things, is that really like your first, like your go to? But I, I'm not saying Target isn't paying medical care. I'm saying you're saying if the factory closed, where do they go? Well, Target is open, Walmart is open, and I give you a prime Dollar example. Tree. My ex-husband's from South Boston, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Their main source of work for the African Americans in that area was a clothing factory. It was, I think it was Russell or something. I don't know. It wasn't That's Champion, I know that. Like that. It was some type of athletic. Mm-hmm. So once that factory closed, 
that town went into a tailspin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Walmart came in and supposedly saved the day. They had the first super Walmart in that area. Everyone that worked in those factories went to work for that super Walmart. They thought it was the best thing next to sliced bread. Mm-hmm. That super Walmart ran all the other grocery stores out of right. the area, right. ran all the mom and so pop shops out of the area. Okay. So it's just like, what is there left to do? Go get a job at Walmart. Everybody that lives in that area they either work outside wow. of South Boston, Virginia, or they work at the super and Walmart, or they work progress? at a fast food. Well, you have to feed your family at the end right, of the day, just, so you I'm go to saying, the place that has the employment. So at that time, I don't know what Walmart salary was, right. yeah. but my ex-mother-in-law has worked at that Walmart ever since that factory has closed down. Now, she could be in a higher up position in there, but she doesn't want the responsibility. So she's still working at the shoe department. She could be overseeing the shoe department, but she doesn't want the responsibility. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. I can totally understand that, especially when they have a history of giving their workers only 39 hours a week so that they're not full-time, so they don't get put in the That that is correct. That's not happening now. That's not happening now because- No, I was just gonna say back to technology. So again, like, we don't have any regulations because I've seen that commercial coming up right. about the internet, no regulations. Mm-hmm. So anything is any anything is it's possible. It's a free yeah. for all on this. So how do we do that? Like again, like when do I don't understand how it's like the FDA, like all these companies, all these agencies, all these organizations, they just seem to be just doing whatever they want. And it's like that nobody's thinking about the people. Like it's just all about money. And it's like, again, no one is thinking about the people, like our day to day, like our progress, like Socialism, our health. Is that what you're talking about? Because you know they make that a buzzword. Hmm. Say it again. Socialism. Because that's that's what you're, <sighs> that's what you're talking about. Because it's not about that. Well, they did call in. If, if you want to give them credit for this, they did call in this the the head of Instagram to attest to how their their social media is affecting teenage children. And my whole take when I heard that was, where are the parents? Exactly. Right. Well, they don't have who's paying for the cell phone that you're using to get on Instagram? You cannot get on Instagram without some type of technological device. So who's giving you or, the device? Whose Wi-Fi are you using? Because if I don't want my child on Instagram, I can take her cell phone, log in, delete it. Mm-hmm. Listen, I can go to whatever tech, whatever the device she needs, has, and I can parents. say, get into there. But this is what I'm saying. How are you going to hold the CEO of a social media platform responsible for what your child is viewing on a daily basis when you're because, right there? Because the system at large blames everyone else. It's everyone else's problems. Everyone else's fault. It's everyone else's. You did it. You did it. But see, that's how we're raised. Think about it. Even think about how. Well, and then and quick segue. People they, don't want to be like they don't want to be the heavy. They don't. They don't exactly. The they don't want to be responsible. Right. They, they, they don't want their like, kid to be. We need that's why their kids are eating Tide Pods. Symbol on the music, so we can know that there's curse words in here because I don't have time to like sit and listen to what my children are listening to. I need a symbol so I can know, <laughs> and I need a symbol on the television show. You should put a rating on it, so I, I don't have time and to watch what they're watching. I need to click on it. It needs to say what it is, and then I can know because I don't have time to like 
spend time with my well, that kids. Was, uh, Tipper, Tipper, Tipper Gore did that. That wasn't just any old parent. That no, was Tipper it Gore. it wasn't any old parent, but, but what I'm saying is we get Even with that, though, the parents still not looking or paying no, attention. Right. And they're well, not. Well, some of them are, but well, some they, of them are doing it the say, wrong way. Oh, it's TVMA. It's okay. It's cool. That's what they want to be. It's cool. It's fine. They want to be the cool parent. They don't want to play the heavy, and they don't want to monitor. Then you have the extreme bad everything, nothing is okay, I don't like uh-huh. any of this, this right. is my sensibilities, right. uh-huh. you know, this uh-huh. is just uh-huh. horrid, it's disgusting, uh-huh. and so, no so then we start talking, we get, we get weighed down on whether or not, like, it's censorship, and like, what we're gonna do with all of that, like, and then nothing gets resolved. And nothing, absolutely nothing, this law, is the most ridiculous the, thing ever. It's porn, it's, <laughs> nothing gets resolved. We're just gonna keep talking about it, and we're gonna and keep shifting. I don't want to keep talking about it. I want to see change. change. I want to see change. Good luck. Change to what? Change to I yeah. should have the right to choose what my child watches and what they do. And if your kid doesn't want to get shot by my kid, then don't, don't come to school. school. Exactly. <laughs> do you know what they told me when I did my internship in the public defender's office when I was a graduating senior in college? I had to do an internship. So I did it in the public defender's office because my goal was to be an attorney. When I did my internship in that public defender's office, the the one thing they said to me was, if you're coming into this business to create change, don't worry about it. This ain't the business. Wow. Mm -hmm. I said, you don't have to tell me twice because after I see the revolving door of the same people coming in and out, in Mm -hmm. and out, the same black little kids coming in and out, Mm -hmm. in and out, the state is prosecuting you. The state is representing you. Where's your justice? Because mm-hmm. there's, no there's no justice. Uh-huh. I said that from the beginning. I said, all right, I've seen all I need to but, see. So we got to get ready to wrap up. I'm sorry. Um, you want to close out? I don't know. So, I'm just going to say the answer to that is what we are all alluding to. We got the seconds. responsibility lies with the parents. Your social media, it, it's the same argument, whether it's music from Footloose or whether it's television from Sesame Street, whether it's TikTok or whatever. Yeah. You have to be engaged in the parenting process. So if your kids are bullying or killing themselves because they are, well, guess what? Don't facilitate the means for that to have the influence. How about you have an influence on your kids? How about stop, let, stop letting everyone else do it? So this is Daryl Marshall. <laughs> Thank you for joining the uh, Twisted Roots podcast. Thank you so much. You have a good one.